welcome to Tiny Victories, the show where we offer up minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. I'm Laura House. And I'm Annabelle Gertrich. Each week on the show, no matter what kind of week we've all had, we will share one thing that gives us a reason to get out of bed. It's what Laura and I call, and I just really need it this week, a tiny victory. That's right. So thanks for joining us for the next 15 minutes or so. We invite you to hit pause on your anxiety. Yes. You should stop worrying about yard bobcats, and I'll stop worrying about dog poop DNA. And I will stop worrying about a $2 billion painting heist that involves stuffing a painting down your pants. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I need bigger pants. And now let's get tiny. <laughs> Coming up on the show, Lori Moore, one of my favorite authors, has a new book and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Plus, sometimes moving forward is walking in circles. Oh, that's mm. so intriguing. But first, this Deep. week's <laughs> episode is sponsored by Lumi Labs. Lumi Labs. Okay, our friends over at the Lumi Labs uh, make these gummies, these THC-infused gummies. And let me just say, as someone <laughs> who is living in treatment with cancer, oh my God. These saved wow. me the other day when I was uh, having to do some testing. So however you're using it, if you're trying to get through something, a difficult challenge that you're allowed to use THC gummies, fantastic. If you're just trying to relax, trying to get in the zone, trying to ease a little anxiety, or uh, my boyfriend uses them to help go to sleep at night. These are so great. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, people use them for all kinds of things. And Microdose is available nationwide, which is great. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code TINY, T-I-N-Y, and get free shipping and 30% off your first order. So check it out if you can. Links can be found in the show description. But again, very easy. Microdose.com. Code TINY. Enjoy. And just by the way, since I've mentioned my health, I'm doing very well. And uh, I am very grateful for my little THC gummies who have helped me along the way. Okay. And you know what else helps me, Laura House? You know what helps me? What is that? Uh, why do I have to call you Laura House? Everyone does. Just just give in. There is, I do not register. This is, I'm, I know I'm pulling the car over now, but I do not register as a Laura no. to anyone I've ever met. And everyone does exactly that. They go, hey, Laura House, why do I always call you Laura House? And I'm like, it's just the name. It's built in. I know. Okay. One of the reasons I became a writer of prose, why I write books, is because I love books, right? Mm -hmm. I'm working on a new book right now. When I'm doing that, I'm always, part of the most important thing I do is to read, right? Yeah. So I'm reading. I got five books going, uh, different kinds uh, of writing. Can I insert a little thing I that uh -huh. I don't think I've ever shared uh -huh. publicly and it's really nice. So so I have an English degree. Uh -huh. I, I write stuff. And one of my professors in college, this was his advice. He said, if you want to be a writer, mm -hmm. like a professional writer, he said every day, read two hours mm -hmm. and write mm -hmm. for one. Oh, yes. Yes. He had a two to one ratio, which is I so you that. wouldn't you wouldn't think of that. But I I because yes. I remember being like no, it should be like write the whole time. And he was like, read for two hours, write for one. I don't do a BT dub, but still. I don't have an English degree. I don't have any degree, uh, to be honest. Uh, I really, I've always loved reading. I t 
taught myself to write through reading and through working with some great editors, and I'm so grateful for that. But reading has been key, and I, when I'm reading, I'm always thinking about, like, if I find something I love, oh my God, it's so great. Why? Why is it great, right? So I want to talk about writing a little bit in this tiny victory, because for me, I had this little tiny victory of being able to codify what great writing means. Oh, wow. And that helps me in my own writing practice. Oh, that's amazing. Like analyzing something and going, what makes this great? Yes. Seeing it for yourself. But in a very simple way. Okay. I like simple writing hacks because writing is so car hard and complicated. So little simple things that I can repeatedly look for is really helpful to me. Oh, great. So I love the writer Lori Moore's work, short stories. You might read her in The New Yorker or you can buy her books. And she has this new book out and I have like fallen in love with it. I'm in a deeply meaningful relationship. Oh, gosh, I love that feeling. I do too. And then I was like, okay, why? What do I love about what she's doing. I love that. I do that sometimes with scripts. Uh I was reading a script one time. I didn't want to say the writer because he's so (laughs) overhyped, but it really was so good. The words were flying off the page and I stopped and was just like, there are only 26 letters. What is he doing to them that's making my bones rattle? At what point did I fall in love with this character and now I'm on board? Like, because there's... A moment, right? You have to go like, I don't care anything about this. And now I'm going to dedicate 20 hours of my life to to reading it. Yes. It's incredible. So I I thought of three things, three categories that make me respond to writing. And I'm going to mention them and then give examples. Oh, I'm very excited. I feel like I've flown to Pennsylvania for an Annabelle Gerwich (laughs) writing workshop. Like, But I saved all the airfare money and everything. You did. Okay. So here's three (laughs) categories of things that she does in her prose. Uh, I call those surprising, confirming, and specificity. All right? Okay. So surprise. When a writer gives me a description or describes an emotion in a way that I feel I've never thought of or would never imagine, my brain goes like, oh my God, and it wakes up in this fantastic way. It's delightful. It's like a little piece of candy. Yes. It's brain candy. Then, uh, confirming. When I have that feeling when I read something, yes, this is the way that experience she's writing about is she's she has realized some like tiny or great truth and put it in a sentence and I but it's something I already felt but could never express yes I love that too like I didn't know I thought that till I saw it like you're you're bounced back to you a a good confirmation bias and then Mm -hmm. the third thing is specificity when someone has Mm. uh, a description or or, or, or uses the word that is so perfect to describe something so specific that it gleams. It's like polished mm. silver and the sun hitting it and like a spark. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a couple of examples. And I just thought this was a really fun exercise to do. And I really enjoyed it. Okay, so uh, I'm, I don't need to tell you the plot of 
I Am Homeless, If This Is Not My Home, the new novel by Lori Moore. Okay. I just want to mention, so this, this uh, the narrator, the, the protagonist is um, visiting his brother who's in a hospice. And I just thought the way she described what his intention was, trying to figure out what anecdotes to share with his dying brother. They should be anecdotes that were amusing if the listener were actually leaving this earth, but they should not make the dying laugh in a way that made them want more of life. The dying should laugh wearily in a way that said, okay, okay, enough. Oh, wow. That is so... Yeah, because I was with my dad when he was in hospice, and it is like you don't want anyone to feel bad for leap, you know, like, that's amazing of like, I want you to laugh, but not so much that you're like, oh, no, I want to stay 20 more years. Yes, it's just so like, oh, I just... Yes. Specific. So specific. I sometimes say like in a hundred lifetimes, I never would have come up with that. Yes. My brain would not have gone down that road. Yes. Now, okay. This is a surprise. So he's describing how his brother had chipped a tooth and had a silver cap that had never been replaced. Okay. There was not enough money to keep Max from having a silver tooth his whole life from when he chipped it in a fall off his bike and onto the sidewalk when he was nine. It had never been bonded or capped or anything lifelike. He was a (laughs) forever pirate on the ship of life and had somehow accepted it. Oh, my God. That's so great. (laughs) He was a forever pirate. Now I want a forever pirate T-shirt. I want that, too. The last one is confirmation. And this is a a little bit about how uh, you turn memories into stories. Uh, Stories Mm. into memory. Okay. Memories were often tampered with before they were put back on their shelves. Stories told enough times replaced the memories which, once uttered, dissipated and remodeled themselves. It happened at a cellular level. Everyone was narratively rewritten. Oh, wow. I would have to read that 10 times. I think I have to read that 10 times, but I that to me is like, oh yes, our memories, the way we think of them and the way the stories we tell about them, the what actually happened and the way we remember them and how we refer to them in our brains. These are two different things. Yes. We are always rewriting these things. Yes. And they change as I change. I, like, yes. again, so I'm 16 years sober now. And like what I thought was super fun and great, I'm now like, oh, that was sad. Yes. Yes. And in a way, great or fun or what, you know, but it had to, you just look at it differently. Yes. It's not stagnant. And I, I love, mm. I, that's like, that's one of those confirmation bias things. And I love I need to read that like 10 more times. It was very deep. That's great. Thank you, Annabelle. I I don't know that author, and now I do. And I wish you many happy hours of discovering her. Uh, We're going (laughs) to take a quick break so you can hear from another show on the Maximum Fun Network when we come back. We're going to circle up with a tiny victory. Fantastic. Hey, Max Fun listeners, this is Cameron Esposito. I'm a stand-up comic, actor, writer, best-selling author, and podcaster. I got a great show called Query, where I interview LGBTQ plus luminaries across, oh, a bunch of fields. People in entertainment, astronauts, musicians, rock stars. I am bringing the show to Maximum Fun. You can listen right now, and I am so happy to be on this network. We have new episodes out every Monday. You can listen at MaximumFun.org or 
wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tiny Victories. I'm Laura House. And I'm Annabelle Gerwitz. And we are professional television writers. Yes. <laughs> and we have been on strike for now maybe 12 weeks yes. or something. Yes. And we're very tired. And I have had blisters on my feet in places that I, I had never had them before. Mm-hmm. When you get a blister on your other blister, and of course it's fine. The picketing, walking on the line, which I did the other day with my agent who came out in solidarity. Oh. TV writing agents from my agency. That's the Buckwald agency. That's amazing. Joined us on the line. It was really nice. You and I haven't really talked no, about it on the show. We and we were both part of the last strike. Mm-hmm. And we're picketing against, it's overwhelming. It's, it's even though... On some level, you can say, oh, but TV writers, you know, that's not nothing. There's power there. But we're picketing against Apple. Yes. It's the networks, but it's also now tech has become networks. Every platform that you use uh, all, all every day, we're picketing against these huge trillion dollar companies that are just like, well, but we just don't want to pay you and we don't think we should. So it's overwhelming, but just that's the point of Tiny Victories, right? Is that we can we get out of the overwhelm mm-hmm. for a second and focus on something yes. tiny? And so I recorded some audio from the strike. This was a day I was at Warner Brothers, I think, and there were 300 or so uh, people. Yes. And I just turned on the recorder because there's some, it's kind of a joyful sound. So yes. I'll play it. So- I just love that. It's like a hubbub of community. It's walking. <laughs> it's whoops. It's ev- people are yeah. having their conversations. There's honking. Yes. It sounds like a community, right? It sounds like yes. a community. They're peaceful. It's not violent. It is right. a community that's like, wow, we really are coming together for change. And there is something beautiful about it. Yes, and we're in the profession where we don't always see each other. There are some professions that are unionized where you actually are always there uh, working together. You only work with kind of the five other writers that are on the show you're on. Right. You know, or and, you... And you don't have time to do anything else. You write alone and you're a, mm-hmm, a solo mm-hmm. person. And so it's it's great to see your peers meet new people and also just this expression of being together live. It, it's very yeah. heartwarming. And it's, it's this tiny victory in our ongoing struggle that you know we're we, we're waiting for the for the big victory and you're just doing a tiny thing i'm yeah. just a body showing up yes. to walk. like I, it is disney is not going to fold because i showed up that day yes but you walk anyway like you just you this is what we're doing we've agreed to do it there's a system i you're just part of part of yes and for me it's a victory to even show up for things sometimes you know when i don't see like well what's that going to do like a right like an immature child i can have that point of view sometimes and it's like show up it matters it matters yes you are a body holding a sign and you know they always do like they spotlight on social media like when someone you know like a a really really uh, famous person shows up on the line but for most of us we are a body in a blue WGA strike shirt. Nobody's excited that I'm there. (laughs) But my friend, so we run into friends. Anyway, there's just these little, yes, there's it's little bitty moments of tiny victories in this great big overwhelming struggle. And we'll get through it. Well, that's it for this week's show. 
fingers crossed we will settle soon. Union solidarity. And thanks to everybody who calls into the show. We may not be able to share your victory right away, but we love doing episode sharing listener victory. So please keep them coming. You can call the Tiny Victory Hotline at 323-285-1675. You can also record your Tiny Victory on any voice memo app of your choice. Email us the audio. Our email is tinyvictories at maximumfun.org. If you have a comment or a suggestion about any of our episodes, we want to hear from you. Call, email, reach out on Instagram or Twitter. Our handle for both platforms is at gettinypod. And we'd love it if you could leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. Help us get the word out about the show. Tell your friends, family, or anyone you think might need a little bit of goodness in their lives. Thanks to Brian Swartz for our theme music. Our producer is Laura Swisher, and our editor is Nihar Patel. Uh, We'll see you next week. In the meantime, may you have surprising, confirming, and specific tiny victories. (laughs) That's great. This is a production of Maximum Fun. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.